This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As you likely know, affordability is a huge issue in Metro Vancouver. We often hear from young people who say it's just not right. They can't afford to buy a home in the city they grew up in. But one local student at SFU is looking at things a bit of a different way. She's posing the question... Is living as an adult at home with your parents really such a bad thing after all? She wrote about this in the TIE and joins me in studio to discuss her take on the housing affordability issue. Zaria Khan, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for being here and for writing this, because I think this is a topic that a lot of people uh, in similar scenarios are grappling with. So you have written about the fact that you are about to go through a major milestone in mm-hmm. your life. Housing is always a huge issue for people. Uh, so uh, tell us kind of what your situation is. Yeah, so um, I'm 27 years old right now, and obviously the prospect of marriage is quite near. And um, my partner and I have been really struggling with where are we going to live and um, is homeownership ever going to be a reality for us? And I really wanted to write about, you know, the kind of living arrangements that take place in uh, places like Surrey and New West and especially with, you know, um, immigrants that come down. It's very popular in like Asian countries and and, um, Middle Eastern countries to live in a collective unit, in a multi-generational unit. And I really wanted to shed light on that because that's a very possible um, kind of reality for me in the near future. Uh, do you find that there's this push or or there's a bit of a stigma attached if you're of a certain age and still living with your parents? Yeah, no, definitely. And I kind of think that, I, I've been thinking about it a lot too, and I think that moving out is just such a measure of, you know, maturity and adulthood, and it puts an enormous amount of pressure on the youth. Um, I've felt it for a long time, and I've definitely wondered if I would ever be a homeowner, especially in today's climate. Um, And I think that we need to really kind of restructure how we look at these living arrangements and moving out and and um, living independently and all that. And um, I think that there should be a lot of kind of like embrace of these alternative ways of living. And is it, it's not only, I would imagine, that yeah, it's very expensive to live in Metro Vancouver, uh, some other parts of the country as well. Uh, is it a mix then of, of if you get along with your parents or you get along with the family unit and you enjoy living there, mm-hmm. uh, why would you move out at a certain age? Or because, because society says, oh, you're 23 or you're 24, mm-hmm. you should be out on your own. Why would you when, when it seems to be working? Exactly. And I mean, I get along great with my family and it's been a wonderful, you know, blessing to have them support me. But, you know, at the same time, I do acknowledge that when you're getting married and moving into a new family, especially as a young bride, um, there is conflict that sometimes arises. You know, there's this running joke that, you know, will you get along with your (laughs) mother-in-law, especially when you're living together? And I think that to kind of counteract that issue, you know, it's important to kind of restructure these housing these housing designs to not just support nuclear families, but also, you know, these multi-generational families where people like new couples want more privacy. Um, so if you get along with your family, that's great. But if you don't, I think that we should have some more supportive alternatives for that. Uh, and your scenario, too, and you've written about this, where people, I think, might look at what you've written and go, whoa, is the... 
understanding living with your parents and living as a, as a multifamily unit mm-hmm. to a certain point. But there does seem to be when you get married, like you've just touched on, people get people will jump to, well, don't you want privacy? Don't you want your own place? Don't you want you want to come home at the end of the day and mm-hmm. do whatever you want rather than than be a married couple and now be in a house with extended family? Yeah, and I think that it's important to understand that in North America we are um, we're not the norm in in having to you know move out of your house and living in a single family unit. The norm actually worldwide is living kind of communally with your family in places like India, Middle East, and like I mentioned before. Um, and I think that I mean I think that we are a product of market drivers and economic forces kind of feeding into this, you know, consumerism mentality where we want a lot of stuff and we want to, you know, put our stuff in these big homes. Um, And then I I think that, uh, yeah, I think that living, living at home is, is kind of showing, you know, a really strong, that you can have a really strong bond with your family and you can have that, you know, emotional support, um, financial support, um, the, the I would say that the benefits are so much more than the, the cons. Right. You know, and I think we should embrace that. So you're clearly okay with this. What about your parents and your soon-to-be in-laws? Yeah, um, well, <laughs> um, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I know that, you know, like you said, privacy is obviously an issue um, that we want to address, but I'm likely going to be living um, in the basement, hopefully, um, of my new in-laws and... Um, I think, like I said in my article, I'm really blessed to have um, a supportive family and, and supportive. Um, my partner's family is really supportive as well. So I think it'll all work out. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> because on the flip side, there, there are probably people listening to this as well. Uh, in the role of the parents who want their kids out, who are perhaps tired of their kids living in the basement or still living in the house. Maybe they want to downsize. Uh, So it does, I think you raise an interesting or you paint an interesting picture in that while it works perfectly for some people, it certainly doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. No, I know. And, And I think, like I said before, I mean, we're such a product of you know, these Western views of moving out and living independently. And um, obviously your parents are going to want that too. And and children are going to want to be independent as well. But it's really, I think it's important to kind of, you know, incorporate these outside perspectives and try to change that stigma that's associated with, you know, homeownership as a indicator of independence. And that's at all levels through the youth and also, you know, the parents of these youth. A, a lot of people also say that the, the reason or one of the reasons that they stay at home longer is to save up that down payment and to eventually mm-hmm. move out and be a homeowner. Is that part of your plan or is that not part of it? You know, that is a part of my plan. It, what, it is and it, I think it will be, but I also just recently graduated from um, Simon Fraser doing the Resource and Environmental Management Program. And we talked a lot about sustainability and I've really been having these kind of inner questions within myself of, you know, is it that sustainable to be living in these, you know, unnecessarily large homes <laughs> with only two people if we have kids, you know, three or four people? Um, I really think that there's something to this multi-generational living setup where we're really making a very sustainable use of this space. So I think, I mean, I don't know, I might I might just stay at home with, with my in-laws forever if that's a possibility, because like I said, it's, it's, I think it's really sustainable. 
What kind of a response have you had since uh, this was in the Thai? A really positive response. And I think, especially um, being a resident of Surrey, this kind of living arrangement takes place so much that um, I think that people were really appreciative of, you know, kind of shedding light to this kind of living arrangement. And they were really supportive. That, that's great. And at least, too, having the conversation, because I think you, you raise an interesting point. There are so many parts of the world where this is just the norm. Mm-hmm. Not here, though. It's it's different. And, and, and it seems to be there is a, a cultural divide that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And, you know, just like thinking about it um, a couple of days ago, I think that we're such a multiracial, multicultural nation. And yet we're basing our policies and our laws on um you know, these Western views, but what if we incorporated, um, you know, the outside cultures that have come in to make this this um, country their home, and, and what about the people that have been here for time immemorial, you know? Let's incorporate these values into the way society functions, rather than just focusing on a very small sector of, of Canada. All right, well, thanks for coming in and sharing this with us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That is Zaria Khan, a student at SFU. She's getting married soon, and she and her husband are going to be living with the in-laws, with his parents, in the basements.